House of Loud. You see, we used to be pussweeds, but now we're metal. House. Really real. Oh. And living this year over metal endoskeleton. Loud. House of Loud. Talking metal and hard rock with Shane Alvarado and Jason Lee. House of Loud. Welcome to another exciting adventure that is the House of Loud. I am Shane Alberani. That is Jason Lee. And this Hello. is Brad. Brad is over here, and he is uh, the new voice of this show. Oh, well, maybe he'll be in here sporadically. It's about... We it's, love Brad. It's about metal fans, and Brad is a metal fan, and that's have, why he is here. I bet Brad and I have done 75 road trips. Easily. I mean, we do some road trips together, and Shane and I have done at least a dozen. We've done a few over yeah, the Yeah, so we're, we're road tripping fools. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Brad and I have known each other since our first road trip to Sounds of the Underground back in 2005. Yep. I mean, we knew each other before that, but that was our first road trip. Yeah. Yeah, I drove my mom's van. <laughs> I hauled everybody. It was great. We got pulled over uh, outside of Portland or Plymouth. Yeah, everybody was tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good time. But this to... episode, uh, I've been looking forward to because I think it's going to spark some very good debates, and that's why Brad <laughs> is here. Um, I don't think not I have... because we like you. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm actually. I'm gonna not be a spectator on this one, but I'm really excited. I'm gonna have my opinions, <laughs> but I'm gonna really enjoy this one. And we it is the new metal episode. Now. We're old school guys. I'm someone who is on the fence, if you will. There is some that I absolutely hate. There's some that I enjoy. I'm not saying I'm a big fan of the genre as a whole, but it's one of those things that that's what metal morphed into. And I think if you look at the list of new metal bands, it's kind of all over the place. You know, we say thrash metal. Well, the big four come, but you can also, there's Testament, there's Exodus, there's Keep On Going. I think about You're right, you keep on going. Um, but it's weird what falls under new metal. It what really is, is quite an umbrella. It is. It's very broad. So actually, Brad, I'm going to say, is the expert on this. I think because this all came about, you had a Facebook post. Brad chimed in and I'm like, okay, ding, ding, this is a show. <laughs> well, yeah, it was the 29th anniversary of the uh, self-titled corn release. Yes. And I had uh, I had some disparaging comments. Yeah. So I'm just going to start. I'm going to I'm going to moderate this. Uh, all right. So uh, bands that I think fall under the umbrella. And I think bands that fall under it probably shouldn't be in the umbrella. Okay. When I when you hear new metal, we corn. Okay. That's yeah, the number kings. one. Number yeah, one. They're the kings. They're okay. the Metallica of new metal. Corn, Limp Biscuit. Lincoln Park. Mm -hmm. yeah. These are all bands that I have visceral reactions to. Like the first time I heard Lincoln Park and they called it metal, uh, vomit came right up to here. I used to uh, host a metal show twenty years ago, <laughs> and when I was first getting it developed, uh, my boss said, "So uh, you're going to play Lincoln Park?" I said, "No." Well, why not? It's not metal. And he said, some people consider it metal. Those people won't be coming within a mile of my show. <laughs> right. I will not play right. uh, The End or whatever. Is that one of their songs? That was, well, yeah. we were working together end. at X102, and that was mm -hmm. in heavy rotation. Yeah. And I about lost it every time <laughs> it came on. I mean, but... On the other hand, as much as I hated Linkin Park and I hated Limp Bizkit, one and step I hated closer Korn, was that their song. Yep, that's yeah. a good song. Yeah, I will admit uh, that that's a good song. I had the same love for System of a Down. 
which is a band that I still to this day absolutely adore. There were people that would put them in as the most important metal band of the last 25 years. Just because wow. of how. I think that that's a bold, a bold I, I, statement. I, I just read that today. Yeah. Wow. Somebody put that on their list of top 25 metal bands. They were number one. In the no. last 25 years. Yep. No. I think that that, exactly, I'm with you, Brad. I think that that's a bold statement. But they are ballsy. They did their own thing. Nobody sounded like System of a Down. Yeah. It wasn't my gig. I didn't really much care for it. I thought Surge was annoying. Um, but they had their, they, they were unique. And also. And I'll give them that. I will definitely, you know. Yeah. Tip the hat to them for having their own sound. And another reason why I liked them, being my ethnic persuasion. Oh, Albanian? Yes, not Albanian. <laughs> Armenian. Armenian, sorry. Albanian. <laughs> wow. Uh, all the A's, a, all the A's are the same. Yeah, it's an A. We'll get you it's a map. It's an A, somewhere over in Europe. I don't have to care, I'm American. Antarctica, I don't know. <laughs> Argentinian. But anyway, it was the first... Arab dudes singing metal, <laughs> so I was down. <laughs> you know, Serge started. He had a uh, computer company. He had he was writing code. Yeah, before the whole System of Down thing happened, and then you know, obviously, he was able to buy a mansion and the money he made with System of a Down. But I remember hearing the song uh, "Sugar." I thought it was so much fun. It was so unique. What, what was their guitar player's name? Darren Malak. Something, <laughs> something <laughs> ethnic. Something, something, something ethnic. Darren, yeah. <laughs> so, who, what is your favorite? Yeah, if we, we new brought metal Brad on here, we are oh, talking. New metal band, Brad. It starts with Corn. Okay, obviously. Now, what turn? What? I'm asking the question. What do people like about Corn? I always appreciate their energy, but. You know the detuning of the guitars, and it's all mud, mm-hmm. and it's, well, it's but it, three. It's three bass players on stage, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it is exciting. They, I've seen live shows. I mean, I'm not in person, but I mean, you've seen it. It's like I like the energy, but I can't get into the music at all. <laughs> okay, I get you. <laughs> but what it's, do you like about it's, Corn? it's just different? Yeah. It really is. It's nothing else is like really happening, you know, at that time, and then. Here comes Corn out of out of nowhere. And what was the first? When was the first record for Corn? What Corn was that? What year was? Oh, ninety four. Ninety four. Okay, mm-hmm. so Metallica's cut their hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megadeth. Megadeth just released was, cryptic writings. Uh, right. They had know, they, they had turned the page. Up. They yep. turned the page. Yeah, they're softening up. Joey Belladonna was out of Anthrax. You still yeah. had. You still had Slayer. You had Slayer still doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Testament they, was Divine still. Divine Intervention came out in ninety four, yeah. and that was just. Oh, oh, I don't care what anybody says. But, that you know, freaking the, album's the, awesome. The Testaments, the Exodus, the Overkill, they're still doing their thing. But another, none of those bands were commercially successful. Mm-hmm. You know, so nobody really cared. It took about well, uh, I bought the Corn album in like November of '94 because um, I liked the cover. I thought the cover was creepy. Like that is badass. It's on, um, you know, Rick. Was it? Um, their, their producer was somebody I'd recognized. You know, I can't remember who. They're, Rich Robinson, I think. Ross Robinson. Ross Robinson. Thank you. Rich Robinson's the guitar player in the Black Rose. Yeah. Uh, Ross Robinson, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to give this a listen. And I liked Shoot and Ladder. Shoot and Ladders. Yeah. Um, I liked Adidas. Uh, just because, you know. I'm that 20. was the second album. Was that the second album? Okay. Yep. See, there you go. Um, and I, I didn't like it. I just didn't. And I was like, whatever. And I ended up giving the CD to somebody. I don't remember who. And... Nine months later, went to see Flotsam and Jetsam, Fear Factory, Corn, and Megadeth down at uh, Deer Creek at the time. And Flotsam opened. Fear Factory came next. I did not get Fear Factory at the time. I just did not understand it. Uh, then Corn came on. 
I gave them their day in court. It didn't do anything for me. But the moment that Jonathan Davis said, good night, it was like a Charlie Brown cartoon. A freaking cloud of dust with arms and legs sticking out of it while people ran out before Megadeth came on. It was a third full by the time Megadeth came yeah. on. I saw a changing of the guard that night. You just knew something was coming. Yeah. That was in summer of 95. And man, did it. They changed it. They changed hard rock. They changed heavy metal. You know, like guitar solos. You yeah. play guitar solos when all your, all your strings are flippity-floppity. <laughs> but they did yeah. rejuvenate it because metal was dying. So I, I have to give them that. But I also hate the fact that they did it. <laughs> <laughs> now, where do you guys rank a band like Slipknot? I, I, do they fall under that umbrella? They're more metal. I think so, they? too. And their percussion is their own thing, because they've got freaking 80 seven drummers. drummers or something like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Iowa was not a new metal record. Iowa, it was Iowa a metal was, record. Iowa's almost a death metal album. I yeah, mean, it came out kicking and screaming from the yeah. get-go. Yeah, oh, there's my God. No. And that first one, even, you know? Um, I don't know. I guess they're new metal just because of the... Lots of... When lots they came of up. Hip hop elements in that first record. That's true. Yeah. And so it, that's, true. I think that's why they tag him in that. Yep. And yeah, I never yeah. really got, I, I was late to the party on Slipknot because I was like, again, I, when I see the mask and I'm like, a, all right, it's a gimmick. And it's like, you kind of, I kind right. of dismissed him as kind of a gimmick kind of a thing. I try not to dismiss gimmicks because my oh, favorite I agree. singer like, is all gimmick. Yeah. So, I'm, you know. I'm a Kiss fan. So what, who am I right. to judge? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, King Diamond. You know, I can't judge anybody's right, vocals right. when I'm a King Diamond right. fan. Right. But at so. that point, I was a snob. So that, you, know, you have that snob. Oh, these guys are good. Right. <laughs> Look at their uh, doing. Slipknot, their live show. Oh, is, insane. Incredible! I've never seen Slipknot and left and went. Man, they only brought half a show. <laughs> they bring it, man. They do. They 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 bring the thunder. Yeah. The uh, first time I saw them, because I missed them on Ozfest '99, because I didn't know who they were. I got there late anyway, so I would have missed them anyhow. Um, but by the time I saw them, they were playing Marcus Square. Well, not Marcus Square, because that was gone by then. Uh, Banker's Life or yeah, the Field House. Field House. Or field house. Uh, it was yeah. them. Shadows Fall and Lamb of God. And man, that show just killed. Man, that show was awesome. I was so happy to finally see Slipknot at that. I left there a fan. Like before I went, I was kind of curious. I left that show a fan. At that point, the third album? Yeah. yeah. I was there. I was there, yeah. Yeah, that was, oh man. The big wall of death in the middle of the floor. Oh man. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, I hadn't either. Yeah. Um, Where do you think, where would you believe? New metal started. What was its genesis? Is it I'm the man? Ooh, that's a good question. It's a precursor. But that's more straight yeah. rap, right? Yeah. So would it be Bring the Noise? Or is that again just straight rap? I think because uh, it's a cover of Public Enemy song. Right. So I think it was more of a tribute to Public Enemy. I don't think, I don't, I guess I don't really put that into okay. the start of it. Uh, Faith No More? I mean, that, exactly. That's yeah, Faith where no we, More. Faith No More, I think, if you, if you look, if you look at, um, Epic, epic, yeah. yeah. When they released yeah. Epic in eighty, well, they were, oh, when God, they released that, the real thing in eighty nine, yeah, that they were kind of the first doing that, right? Yeah, and that hit, yeah, that would have hit ninety ninety one. Epic, uh, Epic was spring of ninety, yeah. so the album came out in autumn in eighty nine, I think. I would say that would be the start of it. Okay, you know, uh, again, I don't think the I don't think the the rock and rap thing. That's that that's really where I think of it as starting is there. I think in ninety three. I think the the album that really set it on the path 
was Judgment Night. Because that was all rappers and metal guys yeah. coming together to record together. And I just learned this week that one of the collaborations could have been Rage Against Machine and Tool. But Tool flaked out. Shut up. Yeah, Tool flaked out. Well, and wh- where does Tool fit into all this? Do you uh, think? Tool's Tool, man. Uh, tool is just Tool. I would agree. I, I would agree. But they're not a metal. But band that per was se. a change. But that that's that's a change, man. Yeah, it is. When Sober came would, out, would that or new metal? No. Alternative had a strong following at that time. Yeah, yeah. So, but you does that, th- But does like we mentioned, Nine Inch Nails? Is that that industrial stuff? Does that play into this new sound? Man, new metal. I don't think so. I don't think Nine Inch Nails is new metal. No. Well, I'm just thinking as as a precursor. Oh, when I you got see you. things not it. necessarily, yeah, possibly because I mean the, that that name didn't come along till the late '90s, right? I mean, new metal. When was that actually coined? Same Probably thing, like mid-90s. like when was hair metal? It never was hair metal until the flipping 2000s when we started, <laughs> right? we started to call it that. Well, you know? back in the day, it was just called. You know, I knew people who called it butt metal. You know? Well, no, butt metal, that's your creeds and your nickelbacks. That's that's butt rock. That's <laughs> butt stained. Rock. That's, yeah, but then, you know, uh, Steel you Panther know. has an album called Death to All Butt Metal. <laughs> and in the video, they have Sarah Silverman. She's like, yeah, death to all butt metal. No, death to all butt metal. Exactly, all death to all butt metal. And, you know, and Sarah Silverman's just killing it in the video. But, but um, a band like Machine Head is put in there, and I don't think they should. Uh, I, I think they should. Really? Yeah, they, they do have some thrash stuff, but their first few albums there was some jump the fuck up you know what i mean yeah a lot of hey ho ho hey hey you know that kind of stuff i mean hell that i mean rob was rapping rob was rapping on that third record it was a rap album you know that was a new metal album they don't play a whole lot off that anymore if they you don't notice, love the sweat the tears that's all you're going to get off yeah. that album i would think and uh, there's so many bands that got shift. another one though that that what you know who uh, who stopped being new metal and is it still a thing well i mean yeah, you got Limp Biscuit doing tours again. Corn is still selling out stadiums. I mean, it's still a thing. I mean, people that are younger than me, whose first favorite band was Corn, yeah, they're not going to stop listening to Corn just because they get older. I mean, I don't. I didn't stop listening to Megadeth because I got older. You know what I mean? So if that was your first favorite band, it's always going to be one of your favorite bands. So you're going to keep on going. Who else you got, Brad? School Jason. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about where new metal, the term uh, new metal came from, and it was from Spin Magazine, and they labeled the band Cold Chamber. Cold Chamber, that's absolutely. on the list, absolutely. Um, yeah. As new Oz metal, and... which they have a very on the first album, they have a very corn sound. I had a friend very call them so. Corn Chamber. There was a there was a <laughs> lot of corn clones out there, man. A lot. Everybody, I mean, a lot of metal bands yeah. were becoming corn clones. But all out, I think Cold Chamber was way heavier than new metal. I agree. I agree. And and Des Fafara is just the kindest person you'll ever meet. He's right up there. I've met a lot of people, and he's right up there with Alice Cooper for me. Just people you meet and you go, man, I'm so happy I met you. You know, you'll meet some people, and they're just jerks. Rob Zombie <laughs> was a jerk. I didn't like him. Uh, but Des Fafara, man, couldn't have been kinder. Couldn't have been kinder. I walked up to him. He said, hey, I'm on the phone. With Phil Anselmo, give me a second, and then he would, he just started talking to me after that. Exactly, just a genuinely friendly person. You wouldn't think it when you hear his vocals and you see a stage presence. You're like, there's no way this guy's nice. Oh, they're usually the coolest dude ever. Yeah, I mean, I did an yeah. interview with him, and in the middle of the interview, my phone starts to ring. I'm like, I yeah. to turn it off and put it away, and um, we get done with the interview, and uh, he's like, "Hey, man, 
what are you doing? This was at OzFest in 2000, or 19, 2004. He goes, what are you doing here? I'm like, I don't know. I got some time to kill. I'm just probably just going to go wander a bit. He goes, hey, man, how about having a seat? We're having a cookout. You can have some barbecue. I got some beer. Sure, I'll have a barbecue and some beer with Des Fafara and Devil Driver. And um, we're sitting there talking. I'm like, oh, sh- I got to check my phone, see what's up. And I call my, and the voicemail was, hey, this is so-and-so. I managed Slipknot. I've got you down for a 2 p.m. interview with Paul Gray. Where the hell are you? Well, at 2 p.m., I was interviewing Des. They're both on Roadrunner, so somehow <laughs> some lines got crossed there. And I went, oh, my God. And I said, I, that's crazy. And Des like, what happened? And I told him the story. And the guy sitting across from me at the table says, oh, I think I can help you. Oh, really? He goes, yeah, hey, I'm Sid. I'm Slipknot. <laughs> what? And, and then I recognized the uh, the Transformers tattoos yeah. that he has in the inside of his uh, elbows. Like, oh, my God. He calls the manager. goes, I'm sitting here talking to him. He was talking with Des. And he's like, if he can be here in five minutes, Paul's ready. So I just run over there, and I see tiny little Corey Taylor coming out of the trailer. He's not a big man. I thought he was a much larger person. Uh, he came out, and I went in. There's Paul. Just regular dude no make no masks or anything and we got the interview and it was cool and at the end i think that it's the rule in slipknot at least at the time no face because when we went to take the picture as soon as the picture was about to be taken hand in front of his face with a peace sign boom you couldn't see oh, i'm sure it was he, paul obscured his face yeah. and of course he's he's he and joey both passed right are, yeah. they, are they the only two members of slipknot that have died yes Correct. Right, and then yes. they fired Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He he's he's not friendly with the band now. Right. They just kicked him out. Is that what happened with That's, that? I, well, the I don't, boy, the story is yeah. it goes back and forth. Okay. That you know they they kind of it was it, it was like we appreciate what you've done, but you're not Joey. That's the way I kind of nobody's Joey well, exactly. And that's the, and I that I remember that that release that they they tweeted or whatever. It was like it was kind of ooh. It's like yeah, yeah it was kind of was kind of like appreciate you, but you're yep, thanks not for that ten guy. Years. Yeah, yeah, thanks for ten years. <laughs> Go hang out with your dad at the with the E Street Band, loser. <laughs> this is a kid who wanted to be in Slipknot 100%. since he was like nine years old. So he's a good drummer, man. Yeah, like, but then, yeah, but again, who's to see where he's going to end up? Yeah, but it's just like, but that also say there's you're not going to replace Joey. Well, you're not going to re- replace Dime. You know that that's right. the uh, argument that you we all go through. <laughs> Would Pantera be part of? I mean, once they hit the the mid '90s, or are they still just a metal Pantera band? is an influence. They Jonathan Davis said. Uh, Jonathan Davis said that. There would be no corn if there was no Pantera. Okay, that stands to reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially on um, Trend Kill, right? I mean, it was very metally, but there was some stuff on there. That yeah, down tune, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I did get tired of the down tune, man. I understand it adds some uh, to it. Yeah. Sometimes it just got silly. So, you know, it sounded like Les Claypool's bass. <laughs> Everybody just where does? Okay, you said that. Where does Primus? Not not they're not new metal, but where influence wise do you God, think they're know. in there? Primus is Primus, but but I mean influence wise, I mean hmm. you know Larry and and man, what would their influence be? Right? Because it's not like I, they but have, I mean they're not. I mean them themselves, they are Primus, but I mean they do don't you, have traditional. But do you hear any of Primus in any of these bands we're mentioning? Not really. Just I think the baseline. Pri- yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can see that. How about Limp Biscuit? I mean, they're, they're like one of the big sellers. I mean, they were the first rock band to sell a million records in a week. But that is, again, I am not of the generation, and I will not 
that is the douchiest band I've ever seen in my life. And that's end of, yeah. I've seen him twice. The most unlikable person is Fred Durst in the world. He does seem like a douchebag. But, you know, we've talked about this. Wes Borland, he's not that great of a guitar player. I don't hear it. And uh, of that, oh, he's great. I don't hear it, see it, or anything. It's a gimmick, honestly. uh, It brings asses in seats. Oh, I've got friends that oh, it does. Are, are out of their minds. They're so stoked to see Limp Biscuit this summer. I mean, they, they can't wait. They can't wait. I just, man. Just, I saw them on Ozfest in what, 98? Was it 98, 99 when they were on Ozfest? There, yeah. Something like that. And they had the big toilet on stage. And uh, I was like, man, that is just perfect. <laughs> Limp Biscuit playing in front of a Poetic. 15-foot toilet. Fantastic. <laughs> But I do. I did. Uh, I was entertained. Fred was good on a microphone. As far as working the crowd, he 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 could talk on a microphone. And one of the things he said that day that entertained me, I still remember. It's been twenty five, twenty six years. He said they were introducing Faith when they did that cover of George Michael's Faith. He goes, um, "The song's about a woman." You know, I I love women. I do. I love women. But God damn, I hate this freaking bitch. <laughs> and, into, and I was like, okay, I get the sentiment. I understand. What's some other ones on there, brother? How about Seven Dust? Yeah, they're on there. Seven Dust is fantastic. Seven I, Dust, Static X, mm-hmm. same thing. I mean, More or less. They're, yeah. they, to me, they kind of sound the same. I think so, too. That's what I was... Yeah, at. but Seven Dust is yeah. better for me. I, I just, I just yeah. think they're more of a solid band. Their lead singer didn't die, so <laughs> that's, that, always that's a plus. plus. <laughs> <laughs> but LeJohn's a badass. Yeah. I mean, seeing him on stage, man, he is just something. Still, else. still, they yeah. still. God, they're so good live, and they used to have. I, I swear, they had an apartment here in Fort Wayne. Uh, they played here twice a year there for like ten years. It felt like they were always here. You know, uh, one of my best friends, he toured with them for a while, tattooed all the bands. That's what he did. He just hung out on the, tattooed them. <laughs> that was his gig. Just hung out with them for like six weeks and just was their tattoo artist. Uh, let's see here. What, what about Deftones? Absolutely new metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I wish I liked that band because they seem cool, but I couldn't get over Chino. The, the breathy, the breathy, singy thing that he did it drove me up a wall. <laughs> but I was okay. like, like yeah. you, I was kind of yeah. a snob. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if I went back, if I went back and listened to White Pony, I'll bet I would like it. Because it's been, right, and it's, it's still, still right. That, you're right. No, that's you. It's we're 20 years out from a lot mm-hmm. of these records. That yeah, if you go back and listen to them, what was I missing? Like right. A f- uh, I would say right before Christmas a few weeks ago, I went down a Diamond Head rabbit hole for some okay. reason. For some reason. I don't know why. It's something I just hadn't listened to in a long time. And it's like, my God, these records are so good. <laughs> it's like, it's you almost can hear like, Metallica you can it. hear Metallica through the, their mm-hmm. whole entire catalog. And man, and then they put out some records recently that are wonderful. And it's like, yeah, I need to go back and re-listen to this stuff. And same thing here with the new metal. It's like, even though I was a snob, I've gone back and listened to a few. I didn't get into Slipknot until I heard Stone Sour. So I really heard Corey's voice. Okay. Until I really got how David good he was. Gotcha. And then then I go back and listen he to Slipknot. He's hella talented. Like, My God. He's so good. He is hella talented. That whole <laughs> band is great. Yeah. I mean, honestly. I love Stone Sour. I thought that for their first two records are I'm, just oh, wonderful. Wonderful. 
Is there some other bands in there? I'm trying to think of some other bands. Mushroom uh, Head pops up a lot. Absolutely. As kind of like... I think that that's an absolute. Yeah. 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 Uh, were they before Slipknot? They were before... I think... Aren't they... They were considered the original Slipknot because they were a touch before them, I believe. You're from Cleveland. I know that. Because yeah. I've got... Both, both Midwestern. I've got friends who are who are anti-Slipknot because they're huge Mushroom Head fans. They believe <laughs> that they ripped off Mushroom Head. Oh, the war that never ends. That was, right. right that, that was a thing. <laughs> Especially yeah. since, you know, Mushroom Head's lucky to sell 50,000 copies. Yeah. At they're, their peak. Yeah. They're a regional band mm-hmm. at most. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They played here an awful lot over the years. Yeah. Well, being from Cleveland, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just down the road. Yeah, yeah, three and a half hours away. So, yeah, yeah you're good. Just down the street. Um, there's some bands that were like uh, those one and dones in the in the early aughts, uh, Ultra Spank and stuff like that. Yeah. They were they had a hit or two here and there. What about a lot of, key, a lot, of uh, a lot of uh, scratching? That's kind of you know. Well, and uh, oh man, who just uh, Incubus pops into that these lists. Incubus is it's not a metal band, but no. in that with the scratching man, and the yeah, <sighs> but new metal yeah. might be a stretch. Even though they did play the first Ozfest, yeah, that was a weird. You know, I didn't know. Sort of to crazy make. town. Did they play the first? I'm not sure it was the first one, the but they Ozfest. did play Ozfest. They, they did. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Yeah, that's right. They played the gig that uh, that had a sli- uh, system of a down on it. So yeah, whatever year that was. I think they were. I think they were on the same bill with Snot too. Oh one or oh two. Yeah, yeah, oh one or oh two. Snot, another great new Snot metal band. Toured? I thought that their lead singer died before the album came out. But I remember they weren't they on Ozfest. I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know swore. for certain. But I thought their lead singer died before... He and the dog yeah. is on the cover. Yeah, yeah. I thought they died in a car accident before the album was released. Oh, really? See, I could have swore they were on one of those Ozfest. Like Sublime kind of a yeah. thing. You know, yeah. Where I was going to say Sublime, I don't know. Before they blow yeah. up. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, there, was a, there were some bands in there that had a hit uh, or two here yeah. and there. Mudvayne had a minute. Yes. Mudvayne's kind of their own thing. Cause yeah. They're, they're kind of prog sometimes because they're so... Their time signatures are weird. And they're, they're, the way that they write their 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 song structures are bizarre. Sometimes. But I remember when they Chad, won Chad Gray, man, I th- great vocals. They won best best metal video one year yeah, the bullet and the bullet hole in the head. Yeah. I'm like, that's great. Um, <laughs> went to um, Tattoo the Earth in 2000, and they were at that gig. And uh, my friend Scott and I, uh, we ended up not seeing Mudvayne that day. Because we just thought that they were a Slipknot clone, right? We're like whatever. <laughs> well, at that time, that was a, that was a thing, and it was a Slipknot yeah. gig. So yeah. uh, we ended up. Uh, it was at the Rave in Milwaukee, and the the uh, all the precursor bands: Nothing Face, Hate Breed, um, Amen, um, the Relative Ash. All those guys, including um, uh, Mudvayne, were all on this the second stage, as it were, downstairs. And then you had to fight the crowd to get upstairs. And it was the hottest concert I've ever been to in my life. And upstairs, we had four bands in a row with black lead singers. Had Head P.E., had P.O.D., had Seven Dust, and had Sepultura. All in a row. And like, that's so bizarre. It was great, though. It was great. But uh, we missed Mudvayne. And then the, the next, you know, by the time I heard MD50, was it MD50? Was that the album? LD50. LD50. I'm like, man, we missed out, Scott. <laughs> we, we, we should have seen that live when we could say we saw him with 300 people. Because there wasn't, it was a small stage and, and that yeah. was, not everybody was in that area. You know, and it was all the little bands that nobody had ever heard of just yet. You know, nobody knew who Nothing Face was in 2000. 
right? They had um, two records at that point, and they yeah. hadn't quite blown up yet. But anyway. But P.O.D., you mentioned they fall under this, but mm-hmm. I remember the two songs that they had that were hits that I wanted to strangle. Youth of the Nation. Yes. Oh, I wanted to. God. But I, I think they were better than that. Uh, uh, Payable on Death. That's what their name stood for. They were a Christian band. Yeah. Before they went yeah. mainstream. Sort of like Skillet. Rap Elements. Yep. That's yeah. that's the biggest new metal part of POD, the rap element. That's true. That's true. The down tune guitar yeah. yep. part of it. So what is the most important element of new metal? Is it the rap? Is is it the is it I the hip hop down tune guitars or the guitars? I think it's the I think it's the guitars, uh, followed by um, uh, probably the rap. Right, but the rap doesn't have to be there. Slipknot never rapped. Uh, Spit it early. Out. early. I mean, no, did they? Couple. Yeah. I guess that's more true. rhyming. Spit more it out. Rhyming yeah. than rap. More staccato. Yeah. I mean, hell, you could you could say Tom Araya was a rapper because he never sang. <laughs> <You're>, yeah, <laughs> right. That's a, it's more of a a shouted spoken world word <laughs> exactly. there towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Especially the last ten years of Slayer, it was just scream, I mean, well, scream, scream. Repentless is one of my favorite. It's off the last record. It's mm-hmm. still one. Of my, it's my favorite Slayer song. And you're right. Tom is just shouting words. He's not singing. Yeah, just... absolutely. And that's what the new Carrie King is going to be. He says yeah, Repentless Part Two. So and I'm he has, has he announced any. Who's gonna be? He's actually he's announced shows. Yeah, he'll be playing with Pantera. Okay, but uh, the same thing was like actually gonna be in the band. I have Because no I know Dave Lombardo you know? was rumored and no he clue. squashed that. Oh, okay. He said, I'm not a part of this, it's just rumors. Or and no Gary Holt. Oh, yeah, Gary Holt. It was Holt. Gary Holt yeah, said, yeah, Gary's No, I'm not, yeah, I'm not part of this. Yeah. I mean, if Slayer were to come back, I'm sure Gary would be happy to get up back up on that money train. Because yeah. you know, Exodus is not selling the tickets that Slayer sold. Especially in 2019, when Slayer's like, "This is our final tour," and they were able to sell 20,000 seats. That was the last, you know, they hadn't yeah. been able to do that in a while. And I know. think they probably realized it that maybe we shouldn't have called this. Tom a day. was done. Tom, yeah. Tom had been done for a while. Uh, the fact that he stuck around for even one more record kind of blew my mind because you could see him getting tired. He couldn't do the neck thing anymore. Yeah. You could see he was just wanted to be at home with his family. He was done touring. He was getting to be an old man. I mean, he grew his great, <laughs> that great beard out, making it look like he was just like living in the freaking hills. He, he was done, man. So I don't think he's ever coming back. <clears throat> he may. It's yeah. been five years, though, and I haven't heard a single solitary syllable from that man. Since well, 2019. He's retired. So he is done. When some guys say they retire, they say, I'm retired. Yeah. So he, he, shit. He didn't, he, I'm sure he made enough money. Oh, I'm sure he sure still is. What are you talking about? We're still selling Slayer stuff every day. Yeah. I got a Slayer sweatshirt for Christmas. He's, trust me, he's still cashing in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a Slayer um, cooler that my wife bought me for Christmas. It's sitting right over there. So, Hey, man, they all take a page out of Gene and Paul's book. <laughs> Slayer became more of a brand than a band. The last yeah. 10 years, it was a brand, not a band. Yeah. Right? They, yeah. Everybody got together like, hey, you want to put uh, just another record just like the last one? Sure, let's do it. And everybody like he was like, hell yeah, new Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah would be like, how's that new? So where does uh, uh, the, the thrash guys, you know, was it something that you think new metal put thrash out of business? Or was it just, this is just... How I think is. thrash bands put thrash out of business yeah. when they started oversaturating the market with every single band that was a quote unquote thrash band. I mean, yeah. there was a band that I bought off of Chrysalis in 1990 called Toranaga. And as soon as I put it in, went, This is garbage. 
what am I doing? Because there was here's eight million thrash bands. I think. Well, that's, that's what it was going back to our days of the hair metal. You yeah. know, it was, was it the same thing? This was just something and new. Then, and then you had the the biggest names in the in the the genre, Megadeth and Metallica, both. Uh, yeah. Aiming squarely for radio. Yeah. I think that that destroyed it. Because once Metallica sold 30 million records, every single label went, that's what we want you to sound like now. And Slayer's like, we don't want to sound like that. Yeah. We don't want to sound like that. And Anthrax is like, we don't want to. And okay, we're going to fire Joey and we're going to sound like that. <laughs> you know, because they, they got John and you'd think that they'd have gone through the roof with John singing, but it didn't work out too much. I mean, they, I think every one of the records are consistently 500,000. Like consistent across the board, which is amazing. Yeah, if you can do that with every record. But if you go back, I mean, like I recently listened to what Stomp Four Four Two, which mm-hmm. is a, a great record. Which it's I, okay. I poo pooed. American at the Pompeii time. is awesome. I poo pooed at the time, but it's again going back and listen to these. Yeah, American Pompeii yeah. and uh, Random Acts of Senseless Violence, the opening track. Yeah, there's some good stuff yeah. on there. Came out the same day as Dead Winter Dead by Sabotage. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do at all with new metal. Anyway, Brad, continue. I'm going to hit you with one from left field, and I'm going to say Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray? The early Sugar Ray was new metal. Really? The second album is where Fly comes from, and Fly became a hit, and after that, they went into pop rock. Gotcha. I didn't know that. I know Mark McGrath seems like a really cool dude, and he's obviously very, very smart. I saw him on Celebrity Jeopardy, and he just wrecked the place. He is. He's Dave Mustaine smart. He's and he seems like a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, but um, they were never my favorite band. Um, but seeing him live probably would have been fun. I guess. Did you ever see him? Uh, not back then. Okay. Not until not when become... they were a metal band. Like yeah. Incubus when they first got together were kind of a metal band. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they got on Ozfest and went, eh, we don't want to be a metal band anymore. We're yeah. gonna, yeah. we're gonna. Um, what was their big hit? Was it Drive? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a huge yeah. one. Yeah. Papa Roach? O- o- yeah. Papa Roach were yeah, a big deal. Can't, can't I mean, they, sold, they sold 10 million records. A saliva? Saliva. I, I popped on the Saliva train. I remember buying that record. I that thought first Josie album? Scott was great. What was the name of the first album? One Hot Minute, was that? Is that what it, no, that no, was that's that was, a Red Hot Chili Peppers record. Okay. Uh, survival oh, of the Sickest? No, Maybe. it was like that a silver one. cover, right? Am I thinking of the right cover? Oh, man. But I, I do remember seeing them live, uh, and uh, Joey had a hell of a set of pipes. I don't know how anybody can stand under stage lights wearing a puffy winter coat. I don't know how that's even possible. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was going to die just looking at him. Uh, you, oh, you're looking some stuff no, I gotta, I gotta look. Yes, oh. I, it's, yeah, that always bothers me. You got a roll here. How about Methods of Mayhem? Yes, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee trying his damnedest oh. to be relevant. Yes, because they did that "Get Naked" song right when the sex tape. Because they made they oh that's he right. played off the sex tape in the video. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they played yeah. at the Cyber Club here in town. Didn't Every they? six seconds was the saliva. That's okay, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> did they play the Cyber Club here in town? Somewhere. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. You know, Tommy Lee in a place that would hold four hundred people. But do you remember Vanilla Ice? Doing I, this, I do. I've seen him, and it yes. was actually it wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but he did a new metal version of Ice Ice Baby, mm-hmm. and I was like, I kind of like that. Ozfest '98, they handed out a bunch of free CDs, yeah. and I, you know, I got one of them. I looked on the back, and it had you know, Wasp KFD was on there, and there's some other stuff on there, and then it was Vanilla Ice. Yeah, and we got in the van, and people were like, what do you want to listen to on the way home? I said, first things first, I want to hear this Vanilla Ice that's being given away at a heavy metal concert, and we're all like, what? 
Brian Van whatever Winker or Winkle or Winkleman or whatever whatever his actual real name is. Like, man, that's not what we expected at all. Always but he played Pierre's. I remember that hearing that at Pierre's. Always remember yeah. his name because Jim Carrey did it. On in living color, he's like, "What's my real name, Buffer Van Winkle?" <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. And he seems like you know, in the in the culminating years, yeah. I've seen him in interviews. I've seen him. He hosts uh, like a, a DIY home yeah, improvement yeah. show. He seems like a decent guy. And at one time, he was a top five wave runner racer on the planet. Really? Yeah. Oh. So now you know a little bit more about Vanilla Ice, <laughs> Rob. Sorry. Uh, so, all right, stop. <laughs> Collaborate and listen. Sorry. The fact that I know that drives me up the wall. What? But you couldn't escape it. Okay. No. 1990, see, you could no, not escape Ice Ice Baby. But here's and, the thing. And doing weddings, I played it every yeah, Saturday oh, sure. at every wedding. No, there's people who love Ice Ice Baby, and then there's who are lying. That, <laughs> say they don't? Say they don't, but do. <laughs> I'm I will say sorry. This, I will say this about Ice Ice Baby. I never heard "Under Pressure" by Queen and David Bowie until Dave, until Vanilla Ice blew that really that, that bass line up. Huh. Never heard it once in my life. Yeah, so I think that Queen and David if, Bowie should have been like, "Thanks for making our song relevant." Oh in the yeah, United they States. sold lots. It was huge. In they Europe. sold lots. Like England, that, yeah. that that song was like a top five yeah. in England. But in America, I don't remember ever hearing it until Vanilla Ice really? stole it. No, I, I, I if you were in high school in that year that came out. You that loved it. hammer, and I still, oh. I, I still love Ice Ice Baby just because it's nostalgic. Nerd! It's still, it's nostalgic. <laughs> I still love it. Oh, uh, no, okay, we'll move on after this last little piece of information about Vanilla Ice, the first rap, <laughs> the first rap album to ever be number one. Yes, I can't believe Run DMC didn't get that with Raising Hell. Which I guess that could be the beginning of new metal. Aerosmith oh. and Run DMC. That was the first rap rock song, yeah. right? Well, King of Rock, I mean, because, yeah, you know, yeah. because, uh, you know, Run were using rock riffs when they were yeah. rapping early on, but the first, like, collaboration like that. Can we throw Beastie Boys? Sure. As an influence. As, as sure, an influence? Not? Yeah. Of course. Carrie King on guitar. On, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. No Sleep no Till Brooklyn. Sleep Til Brooklyn. That's right. Yep. That's right. Well, and Rick Rubin's produced that stuff, mm-hmm. and he's producing Slayer and everything else. Yo. Yeah. He, he is a, uh, he is just a, um, just, an amazing story of a person who can't play a freaking instrument to save his life, <laughs> who went on to become one of the most uh, amazing influential producers rock music or music in general has ever known. <clears throat> yeah, I mean because you know rap and and country and hip hop and and metal. Everything. He didn't. He just produced whatever, man. And his hair just got more and more crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, Brad? <laughs> How about helmets? Ooh. Yeah, I think that they were early. Yeah, because meantime. You know, down to guitar. That first record, what, hit 94? Mm, 92. 92? Oh, jeez. Yeah. 94 for Betty. Okay. Yeah, but uh, Mean Time was 92. Yeah. And that was Oh, the, yeah. yeah. An under, another underrated band, which I, I didn't know. Kate that Hamilton's a badass, man. Frankie Bella was in that band. Was he really? He was. I did not. When he left Anthrax for a brief time. I didn't know that. He went. He did was, you know that? No. He was a hired gun for Helmet. Really? And he loved it. Because like there was no I didn't have to write anything. I was just there to play bass and was just enjoying myself. He always looks like he's enjoying himself. I've oh, never absolutely. seen Frank Bello look angry. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's not one of one my, time in my life have I ever seen him look angry. Yeah. He's just super stoked, I think, even at this point, forty years on, just to be doing what yeah. he's doing. But he he left I didn't know this until I read his book. Didn't realize it that he yeah, he I left he left Anthrax for a brief time and joined Helmet. 
who took over for base in Anthrax? I don't remember who it was. Probably Charlie. He seems like he can do yeah. everything. I'm not even sure if they were even if they even recorded anything at that time. Oh, okay. I think it was just gotcha. he left the band. They were playing shows because in his book he goes, I went to see them play. <laughs> so it's like it was weird that I'm there watching an Anthrax show. He goes, but it was all cool, you know. We were, but it was like. For whatever reason, he left the band for that brief gotcha. minute. So I don't. I'm not sure if they recorded anything. I think it was just they were playing shows. Gotcha, gotcha. So, but tidbit from Shane. <laughs> nice. Read your books, kids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you learn stuff like that. <laughs> uh, was disturbed. One hundred. Discuss. One hundred percent. Yeah. I think one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, that that the uh, the sickness. I remember getting that um, early. My very first song ever on the radio was coming out of Stupefy. My very first radio break of my life was coming out of the song Stupefy. See, I never, I have, so again, another, another band I never really could May get. of 2000. Yeah. April of 2000, yeah. something like that. And I remember trying to turn people on to them because I'd never heard anything quite like it. And nobody wanted to hear it. And like a year later, look what happened. Yeah. You're like, I went over to a friend, I went over to Bob's place. And he's like, man, yeah. you got to hear this. And he put this in. And I went, nine months ago, <laughs> I made you listen to this entire CD. <laughs> you don't remember that? No. I'm like, dude. So, yeah. Um, that's definitely a band that, that fits it. And they're one of the big dogs. I mean, definitely. I mean, they're a couple million every time. Still they going. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Here's two last summer. new record come out? Oh, uh, they, 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 they just tour. They, they're they're they still on tour. Did. Okay, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're good live. And really, I saw them with uh, Evanescence once. And uh, Amy Lee was, man. Is Evanescence in this oh. umbrella? Or under the sure, umbrella? Why not? I mean, yeah. bring me to life. They were well. Bring me to life. They were forced to put in the the rap. They didn't want to do that. Their label yeah. made them put the rap part into bring me to life. So they were forced into that because that was what was selling at the time. Yeah. But I think sure. But why is not? that? Uh, then now we're getting kind of. It's almost like you're, the you're, you're spinning here, and certain <laughs> bands are shooting off. You know, it's like you're, right. they're in a centrifuge, and now Evanescence is being spat out. The seether is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, if you're a heavy metal band that doesn't play solos, boom. <laughs> you're automatically you're a new, new metal. metal band. You know, because none of those bands play. Cause they couldn't yeah. play solos because all of their strings were loose. You can't play a solo when you're stranger. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, like, Korn's never played a solo, have they? <laughs> I don't so. <laughs> I don't think they have. Uh, about uh, one uh, when they do one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, one band I liked was Soulfly. Soulfly's fantastic, yeah. and, and Sepultura yeah. I think could be a precursor. I mean, Chaos AD. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't death metal. That wasn't thrash. Yeah. That was groovy. And then by Roots, man. Roots was definitely a taproot. Yep, one hundred percent on there. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I've seen them a few times. They're always good live. Yep, good. But we've talked about King's X. No, Influ- no. I'm saying influence wise. Influencer. Influencer. You think? I'm asking. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. King's X is kind of their own gig. Yeah, their own style. Almost jazzy. Well, but Maybe again, jazzy, but a lot of these bands are their own thing. That's true. You know. So I mean, again, new metal is all about corporations being able to market. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they, they have their they their demographic. I mean, if you go down to, I mean, Soundgarden. You know, they down tune guitars. Yeah. You know, you know well, and, and Alice in Chains and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But again, again, those are all just the influences, right? Of it. But but yeah, I mean, if you're going new metal, I mean, obviously, I mean, if you're going to go top four, who are the top four? Corn uh, number one, Limp Bizkit, Limp Bizkit Lincoln number Park. two, Lincoln Park number three, and I would I would say Slipknot. Sure. Yeah, I agree on that. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. 
Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. I've seen all four of them live. The day I saw Lincoln Park for the first time, I met, well, I didn't meet him, but I stood in line next to Rick Smits from the Pacers. If you've never stood next to a man who's 7'4", <laughs> you have no idea what it's like standing next to a man that's 7'4". We were in line to go to the bathroom at um, Pepsi Coliseum, and the only reason I knew that he was there is because I felt myself enveloped in shadow. Like, what is going on? I turned around, and I'm looking at a man's nipples. I'm like, whoa! And I'm like, oh! Why'd you guys have your shirts off? What's, what's going on? <laughs> is that kind of party. Um, and I was like, oh my God, giant white guy, Indianapolis? That has to be Rick Smith's. There's only seven, you know, only so many seven and a half foot tall white guys in Indiana. And we go into the bathroom, and he's just trying to have some dignity. So he goes into the stall to try and have some dignity. But the stall only comes up to his elbow. So he's standing there trying to pee, and people are like, Rick Smith! Rick Smith! And you can see on his face, he's like, I'm holding my penis. <laughs> Stop calling my name. Right? Just let me have some peace here, guys. But yeah, that was my one time, uh, my first time seeing Lincoln Park. I took a limo down to see him with uh, them at Puddle of Mud. <laughs> wow. The, the mud the, puddle. The circumference of that story <laughs> was quite remarkable. Puddle of Mud, West Gantland. I saw who did I see? Or just radio. Uh, Pulse Grunge. Post-grunge. Post-grunge. Like Perfect. That, yeah. uh, I think that's where Seether falls, too. Seether, too, post-grunge, because they definitely, their first album, definitely, you could tell, especially with the way Sean uh, sings, he he loved Kurt. And, yeah, it's like this, now I'm, my the synapses are popping in my head. Where you know where do, where do these bands, you know, shine down? Where do, Not a new metal band. They they fall into the into the Creed, Nickelback kind of area. I think that Shinedown gets more respect. I, I know so that too. Nickelback has sold 100 million records, yeah. and I think that the overwhelming, unbelievable cartoonish hatred for Nickelback is crazy, <laughs> because they're not the most amazing band in the world, but they're also not the worst band I've ever heard. Uh, exactly. I, a thousand percent, I'm with you. So the I've heard better, but I've heard worse. the worst thing that's ever yeah. happened on the face of the planet yeah. since frickin' tuberculo- tuberculosis, you know what I mean, is just incredible to me. But I mean, wasn't Dime a fan? Yeah, I mean the, 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 the band the, they love. They got yeah, along. I mean, and Chad's a real metalhead. I mean, yeah. he can play whatever riff you want. Right, I mean, he's a, he's an old school metalhead. And those first two Nickelbacks had good stuff on them. The, yeah, I mean, right. The first, the first two records Breathe, were good. Breathe ruled. Uh, Leader, Leader Man. Man. Not a metal, yeah. It's not yeah. a metal song, but yeah. that's a great song. And I saw them. This is gonna. This is probably gonna make people hate me. But I saw them at the Coliseum, opening for Creed. And I'll tell you this: that show brought it. That was three hours of arena rock with flames and lasers and and fog. Yeah. It was a big time show. It was a good time, and you know Nickelback and Creed together that should have made my head explode. <laughs> but well, great, but yeah, you actually went into that. I had a great time. I, I, I went because out of curiosity. Yeah, I had never seen either band. Somebody gave me a free ticket. I'm like, I can I can go see a show for free, and I was thoroughly impressed with everything except for Scott Stapp. I hate. If he had done one more Jesus Christ pose, I was going to crucify myself. I'm sorry. It was like 15 times, stood there, puts his feet together, and throws his arm out and throws his head back. I'm like, come on, man. What are you, Michael Jackson from the bad video? It's crazy. But um, Alter Bridge, the, the coming yeah. off of Creed, amazing. But this, that's Miles Kennedy saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah is, and that's more the post-grunge that, that yeah. Brad brings up that I think that it doesn't fall under... And um, their guitar player, uh, whose name escapes me, at the Mark Tremonti. Mark Tremonti is, is. I mean, he amazing. and I, we talked one yeah. night, thirty minutes, just nothing but metal, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was, I mean, it, he's a true metal guy. He had a shred he, contest at Pierre's. 
Did he really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. I'd like to what, have seen one that. One of the times. I'd like to have seen that, because he is a badass. He is underrated. Yeah, he's a very good guitar player. And again, yeah. he's, he's like us. He's a fan who yeah. happened to get into a band that blew up and sold 50 million records. And you know, now he doesn't have to do anything but what he wants to the rest of his life. Sinatra. Which is... <laughs> Sinatra. He just did a Sinatra record. Did he really? Yeah. Get out of here. No. What? Yeah. Like like my way, Sinatra? Yeah. New York, New York? Yeah. Is it is it Alter Bridge does Frank Sinatra? No. No, is, I think it's a, like a standards record. Just, yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Who's singing? Is Mark singing? Yeah. Mark's a singer? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you know this is another topic because metal guys who do stuff that's not very metal. Paul Stanley has got a, a R and B record out. What? Yeah. Or he does what, like Motown. Marvin Gaye stuff. He does Motown. He is a huge Motown fan. I can see that. Go. I mean, he doesn't strike me as ever it, a heavy metal guy. It's anyway. weird. Well, I don't think it's that good, but I appreciate that he's doing it because he loves it. <laughs> You know, I can appreciate. I, I listened to it once. Trying something new. Right? Trying something new. Appreciate it. And he's he's giving tribute to what he grew up on. Was a lot of Motown. So, I think his son plays. I think Evan. I think probably okay. plays on it too. So yeah. So what's your favorite corn song, Brad? Do you have a favorite? Is it Blind? No. No. <laughs> there was there was one off of Follow the Leader I liked a lot. I can't remember what the name of it was, but um, uh, Come Undone. That was later. Yeah. Okay. Was it? I really like that song. I I think Freak on a Leash was that's a good song. Was interesting. I thought it was as much very as creative. I say I hate Corn. They've got some stuff I like. Well, I said I said I always appreciated the energy of Corn, but I never was going to buy a record, you know. But I can appreciate Freak on a Leash video out of this world. So it's like I yeah, certain elements I can appreciate. But so do you have a favorite? They hit the radio. Um, oh, I have to go early stuff. I have to go. Okay. Um, Ball Tongue is track two after Blind. Um, there's a song called Divine. That's not too bad. Okay, but it's like they're they're heavier stuff. Once they hit like Adidas and hit the radio and right. got the life and they're on TRL and I'm like, Ugh. right now they're doing <laughs> it's over. It, this, yeah. I mean, what's funny is that it, it, they waited until the last year to really to to get an endorsement from Adidas. I, I can't believe it took 30 years. Yeah, the, for them to get that Adidas sponsorship because I mean. I mean, hell, they have a song called Adidas. They, they, they've been wearing tracksuits for 30 years. <laughs> and we can blame Jonathan Davis for Limp Biscuit. Yes, we he can. He produced $3 yes, Bill, Yes, we can. And without that album, Limp Biscuit wouldn't have been jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can blame Fred Durst for staying, though. <laughs> and coming back. Yeah, but I mean, there's, there's just nothing. There's no denying the, the, the sales power that Limp Biscuit had. I mean, hot dog flavored water sold like two million records in a week or something like that. It was an amazing the 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 yeah. the amount of product that those guys moved. And again, it's of the generation. It really wasn't for us, even though uh, uh, it was I, a new turn. I'm to and break stuff. That there's there's something about that song that that drives me. I do like that song. I don't know if it's the lyrics, if it's the music. I don't know. Well, it hits. It just hits a chord. It hits that in everybody. I think yeah, everybody's had know. a bad day. I yes. Guess. Yep. And yeah. you know that's the song that blew stuff up at at, uh, at uh, Woodstock, right? That's the one that. That's the one that began, right? The, 
always incites the riots, they say. Bring the riots. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to throw uh, Rage Against the Machine out there for a second. You know what? Sure, why not? I mean, because of As the rap, an influence, rap yeah. metal. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they were, that was, I think they were the first ones that, that, that was their gig. All their elements. a rapper all the- as a vocalist, right? They were the yeah. first ones to really dive in like that. I mean, that first Rage Against the Machine, what year was that? 92? They were on the first Ozfest in 91. And I think the record came out like right after Ozfest or right before Ozfest. So 91, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I could hear that. You know, Body Count? They're more metal. Ooh. They're probably more metal. Even with a rapper as a singer, I think they're more metal. They are definitely metal. Especially those. Well, all the guitar player shreds. What's the guitar player's name? Um, Ernie. Ernie C. Ernie C. Ernie C. Yeah, Ernie C is badass, man. Yeah, no, listen to Carnivore. Uh, those records, this past two, and I think Ice T's recording a new one now. I would like to see them live. Um, I've never seen Body Count. Yeah, they don't tour very much. They've been in Europe a few times, but yeah, no, I've, that's they're up there on my. Because I mean, everyone plays on the records. It's like when you see Slayer plays on the, you know, Tom's played on the records. Dave Mustaine's played on the records. Uh, uh, Lamb of God has played. You, it goes on and on and on. You know, so. Uh, Did Megadeth ever ever have a new metal record, or was it just radio metal? It was radio metal. Yeah, yeah they definitely never radio. Yeah. No, they never had any rap. Can no. you imagine Damastine rapping? That that God. that whiny voice he's rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Sweating bullets. Come on. What you know? What? Hey, it was unique. It was spoken word, if you yeah. will. Yeah, and the video ruled. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh yeah. It's all the Dave you can handle. Yeah. All the David and Hill. I think that uh, we've kind of covered it. Yeah, man. I'm happy with this. Are you happy, Brad? Yeah, it, that works. You're going to come back? Your input, brother. Yeah, I'll come back. There's, We'd love to have you yeah. back. There's a few more bands. Uh, Throw one out. My yeah. uh, non-point. Yes, 100%. they're on the list. The drummer. Yep. Oh, man. Their, their first album, um, um, Disclaimer. Uh, is statement. So, statement. I'm sorry. Statement. Yeah. Disclaimer second, right? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Statement was so good. Back up. Man, yeah, backup makes me want to get into a fight right now. Just thinking about that song. They opened for Nickelback, by the way. Did they really? Yeah. You know, Nickelback's comes. They're heavy stuff. Nickelback's heavy stuff is it was is balls out heavy. It was early Side Nickelback. Of the Bullet's a heavy record. Side of the Bullet, man. Yeah. yeah, they had some ballsy stuff. Yeah. Well, even like and we we talked about about Creed. Yeah, they're the butt Bullet. rock. But I'll tell you what. Bullets. Yeah, bullets. The opening to Human Clay. And, oh, man. And Good What song. If. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, yeah, What If. I told you about that yeah. song. That was in the soundtrack, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I think that was in the soundtrack. <laughs> but What If. What If and, and Bullets. Those are two heavy songs. So Who else you got, Brad? Uh, dope. Oh, That's yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. That's all dope. That's right. He was also not a very friendly person. <laughs> he, he seemed to... He went out and was drinking at a bar... When they came to Pierre's, he was just drinking at one of the bars, and he he looked truly annoyed that people kept coming up wanting to talk to him. I'm like, then go to your bus, get out of the public eye if you don't want people to come up and talk to you at your concert. That's a that's kind of a dick move. <laughs> I'm here, but I don't want you to talk to me. Your bus is 25 yards away. <laughs> yeah, it's right out the back door. Yeah, you don't want to be bothered. Just walk out to your bus. You know, here you're just playing the rock star thing. I think, but they're great live. They're a good li- they're a good band live. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Good call. Anything else? Uh, Power Man 5000. That's yeah, on my list. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Saw them on Ozfest, too. Back when they were still more of a rock band. The last time I saw them, it was, I got 40 minutes in and I didn't hear one rock song. It was all dancey songs. Like, yeah, they, they kind of went that industrial. way. More industrial. And not even industrial. It was just dance songs. Yeah. Like, man, okay. 
But their first album, when they played Ozfest in '98 or whatever year it was, you know, they were still a rock band. And hell, when I met when JJ and I uh, um, were first starting to hang out, one of the first things he ever played for me was uh, "Tonight the Stars Revolt." Um, we got into his CRX when he had a kicker box and that little CRX. <laughs> like, when you hear this, Jason, he popped it in. I guarantee, if I were to bring that up today, twenty five years later, he would be like, "I don't remember that. I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> Does he remember his Creed hair? Oh, <laughs> sick burn! <laughs> I had um, I had a uh, uh, Michael Bolton hair when I was in college because I shaved my sides of my head and I pulled the, the bangs back into a ponytail because otherwise, you know, yeah. Eh, it was a bad look. I look at the pictures today. I go, ooh. I, what uh, happened is I got, I got, lit, you know, I got to party one night, and my roommates talked me into shaving one side of my head. I'm like, ah, we'll just do one side. And I woke up the next day, I looked in the mirror, and went, what the hell? <laughs> I guess we're doing the other side. I can't be <laughs> off balance. What am I doing? So I ended up with a yeah shaved head like Jason Newstead. Is oh okay. That's what I was thinking when I did it. Yeah, it did not look like Jason Newstead. No. <laughs> Anything else? Um, last little tidbit I've got is. Uh, Pantera Far Beyond Driven came out March 27th, 1994. Yep. Corn self-title come out October 11th, 1994. Okay. So Pantera was first. Yeah, Pantera was his number one album. Yep. I uh, I bought the LP a week before the CD and it was the brown one with the drill going into the butt. Oh wow. Instead of the drill going into the forehead. <laughs> I bought that uh, and uh, immediately the moment I bought it destroyed all its value cuz I opened it at the wood nickel I bought it at and we because ble- neither of us had heard it yet this is before the internet yeah. so when I bought it and he looks at me and goes do you want to listen to this now I said absolutely <laughs> open it up and popped it on the record yeah. player and we just blew it up and then you know I, that record is really hard to find I ended up giving it to a friend or selling it to a friend and he met Dime and Vinny, and they signed it. He's got it framed in his living oh, room so that's a piece of I'm history. glad I sold it to him yeah. I never met Dime and Vinny so he got them to sign his Far Beyond Driven, and I said, "What about Rex and Phil?" He goes, "I don't give a damn about Phil." <laughs> yeah, the brothers. And that's Rex. all you needed. I got, I got the, I got the, uh, the, the Abbott brothers. Yeah. I got it framed. I'm like, good for you, man. I'm happy I sold it to you. So that, that was cool. Good call, Brad. Yeah. It's good to have you here. Good man. job. Yeah, thanks. Excellent. All right, good show. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Stay heavy, guys. Yep.